MUS 143 is a podcast dedicated to music lovers where we're going to review albums we believe are great and hopefully you'll think they're great as well. We created this podcast to be able to express our love for the music, the artists, and the producers who put their heart and soul into making these great recordings. We're going to talk about production, lyrics, and other fun facts related to the albums. We want to build a community of people like us who truly love and appreciate music where we can bond and have dialogue about the greatest songs ever made. And together, we can all make time for our love of music. Action! All right, y'all, we back. MUS 143 Podcast. It's Mr. Pone speaking. And it's JG. You know what it is. Yes, yes. Uh, thank you again, brother, for joining me today. We're going to be doing another classic album, as always. So today we're going to be doing Tevin Campbell's I'm Ready album. Mm. Yo, you know what I didn't know? What's that? This joint is about to be 30 years old. Damn, that's crazy. That's crazy when you think about it, right? It is right? crazy. Yeah. I, I was just thinking about that the other day. I was like, 93 carried a one right. you know what i mean you start putting it together you like yo that was 30 years ago right. and it came out like in october or something like that so i'm like it just happened to be landing like you know right on 30 years of this yeah. album coming out and i was like wow that's crazy and, yeah. and and it just you know it just popped into my head where i was like yo i want to do the tevin campbell joint i wasn't even thinking about like i don't be thinking about the dates you know yeah. what I'm saying? I just be like, what going with what my spirit is telling me or whatever. You know what I mean? Right, right. But um, before we get into it, you know, as always, I want to thank everybody for listening to the show. We definitely appreciate it. We appreciate your time. Please subscribe to the show if you haven't on your podcast platform of choice. We're listed on all the major podcast platforms. And you can find us on Instagram and YouTube at MUS143Podcast. We love everybody's uh, comments and stories about some of these songs that we post. We really appreciate it. We want to keep that community uh, thriving and going. So, you know, we're going to definitely get into it today. But uh, as I always say, if you're digging the show, let a friend or relative know. It's a fact. So, uh, yeah, man. So this album was released in October 93, like I said, right? And it wound up going double platinum a year later. Damn. So, yeah, he had a lot of success in the U.S. with this album. And it's crazy because his first album, right, it didn't go platinum in the U.S. until this one was on its way to double platinum. So, you know, the first album came out in 91. Mm. So this was like two and a half years later for the first album to go platinum. Because I don't know if you remember, but it was like a big rollout for Tevin Campbell when he came out. Like, he was like a big deal. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, Tevin Campbell is really a great vocalist like and one thing i was thinking about the other day right as i feel like back in the day we took so many of our artists for granted because there were so many great artists and you know now you realize because of slim pickings like yo this person was really incredible you know we had mariah carey whitney houston luther vandross right we had some great great singers great artists we had michael jackson like so when you think of somebody like tevin campbell it's like yeah you know he's great right but but amongst all these other great artists you could take all of that for granted but now when you look back you like yo he was really a special artist he wasn't just a everyday singer you know right. what i'm saying you know, the thing about Tevin was, you know, as a kid, he had that that Michael Jackson voice, that Jackson 5. 
I'll be there type of voice. Right. You know, whenever people hear that type of a voice, they know they got a star in the making, right? Like, if you can find a kid right now that sounds like Michael did as a kid, it's time to get that kid in the studio and turn out some records because it's something that translates so well because everybody grew up on the Jackson 5 from the people who was there in 68, 69, 70, all the way up to now because everybody raised their kids on the Jackson 5, right? Right. So Tevin Campbell was the, like the kid with the golden voice, right? As Doc would say, right, you know exactly, what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, everybody is looking for a kid that sounds like Michael Jackson. It happened when Ralph Tresvant was a kid and he did Candy Girl, right? right. And then it happened again with Tevin Campbell. Like, I remember Ralph saying um, that like when Candy Girl came out, people thought it was Michael Jackson. I had never heard that. Like, I, because, you know, I grew up and knowing it was New Edition, but people back then thought, that it was like a new Jackson 5 record that never came out. And I was right, like, that's right. crazy. Yeah, it is you know, crazy. Because he sounded so close to what Michael sounded like as a kid, you know? So, you know, you basically got instant success when a kid has a voice like that, right? Right. And even when Tevin went through his teen years and his voice changed on records like Alone With You. We were holding hands in the park. To hurry home before stop. I can wait to see smile again. And I love the time we spend. I waited for the break of day to come. So I can see your smile. felt like he still had incredible vocal ability which everyone doesn't have after they have that young high-pitched voice yeah and and that's why i respect him so much as a vocalist because usually kids are already going to have a naturally high-pitched voice because they haven't hit puberty yet mm -hmm. but you know to be able to be a, a high-level vocalist you know, once you your grown-up voice starts to come in, that's how you know you're the real deal. Right. You know what I'm saying? He first showed up with that voice on Quincy Jones's Tomorrow.
yo, listen. <sighs> yeah, and yeah, I, you ahead. know, this is the probably the first time I think I I heard heard of Tevin Campbell. Like, I mean, I guess like right. I I can remember like you know because this is around me being like a little kid or whatever. So right. I can remember like this album cover, but I but I specifically remember that song mm-hmm. like beforehand. Like that song vocally yes. is incredible. Yeah, it is, yo. It is incredible. Like the from the production to to how he sang it. Yeah. And then the the the, the all the kids are uh like in the I guess like a little in choir the thing they had yeah, going on. Yeah, yeah. That that song is is incredible. If you've never heard Tomorrow, which I'm sure, you know what I mean, this is a... Uh, uh, a podcast of people who who love music. Mm-hmm. If you haven't heard this song, you you have to hear it. Definitely, definitely. Like you said, it's a song that I absolutely adore because it takes me back to my childhood. You know, I had sent um like not that long ago. I had sent D. Um, I had sent him a screenshot of my phone because I was playing this joint, yeah. and I was like, "Yo, bruh." I was like, this is what I'm on right now. He bust out <laughs> laughing, but he was laughing because he knew that that was the joint. You right, know what I'm right. saying? So, yeah, man, tomorrow's a special record, and it got that emotion to it. It does. That it, It's like a melt-your-heart, feel-good type of song, you know? Yeah. And Saida Garrett actually wrote that song. She was the one who sang on I Just Can't Stop Loving You with Michael. I hear your voice now. You are my choice now. The love. And I'm going to tell you what I didn't know. I didn't even know until maybe like five years ago, right? That Tomorrow is actually an instrumental on the Brother Johnson Look Out for Number One album. know me i'm in the crates right 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 so i'm listening right. to all to all the brothers johnson's albums and i hear like the flutes the yeah. right and i'm like so i'm listening but it's an instrumental it's no lyrics no nothing on it and i was like wow and you know quincy used to produce them right, right 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 so i'm like wow quincy took that record updated it had saida write on it and then boom they got this this major hit beautiful record so i thought that was pretty cool you know, yeah. I feel like I remember that. I remember, I remember like, cause you know, when I used to 
you know, make beats and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I used to, you know, Oh, you seen it in my collection. I used to, yeah, so I used to, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so when I find it, when I, when I was like going through some of their stuff, I did hear that and I was like, hey, right, this, right. You know, weird, like, you know, to, for, for, for me to hear that there. Cause I always make the connections. Anytime you're a DJ or a producer, you're making the connection when you hear something like, right. oh, like from where I heard this exactly. from or, or what this was on. So, yep. Yeah. Yep. And like I said on the Tamiya episode, like, yo, if Quincy wants to work with you, you got to be a special artist. True. You know, so Tevin was definitely a special artist. He came out first song, Quincy Jones record. Yep. That's a big deal, yo. Yeah, because he was, uh, I was reading, he was discovered by, um, what's his name, Bobby? I think it was a woman named Bobby Humphrey. Oh, oh, she was the oh, you know who that is? Yeah, that's it was that flute. one song. That's the, yeah, that's the, yeah, that's yeah. The, uh, that's the it. Player. That's yeah, yeah, it. yeah. I know yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was somebody else too. I forget. Um, but yeah, they, they, I guess they discovered, uh, discovered him, and then right. That's how he kind of had so much acclaim behind him because right. you know, he was. But like, it was that oh, voice. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean, right? And then when you get the, you know, you got Quincy, you got Warner Brothers, then. Now you're this big breakout artist, but I think like for you to be a kid in my, you got to remember Quincy's coming off of the bad album, 87. Right. right. So the, the tomorrow deal. was 89. So, you know, they, they come he coming off of that success going in to do his album and he gives Tevin a single on his album. So I'm like, okay, he, he had the red carpet ruled out for him when he came out. You right. know what I mean? I don't know if you remember, but we used to have this CD in the crib back in the day, the no, I'm Ready album. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you, don't like, and I, and I vaguely mentioned it before, but like talking about the album cover, this album cover, just for some reason, is super memorable. Like it's very yeah. simple when you look yeah. at just what it is, yep. but from the colors and the lettering and all that stuff, like yep. this is a really like iconic album cover yeah you know so yeah i absolutely do remember this uh this album yep and and you know i I got my own copy in my collection now and you know me like a lot of times i don't be knowing that stuff don't be available for stream Mm. but this was an album that wasn't available on streaming platforms for a while because you know prince's music wasn't available on the streaming platforms until he passed and then his estate started yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, releasing yeah. it on the platform. Right. So, you know, I always keep the CD. So even like with the Nita Baker stuff we was talking about, like I, I'm like, look, I got the CD, bro. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I ain't got time to be dealing with the politics behind these streaming platforms. Yeah, I, I need the music. It. And you then you got to understand too, like a lot of times they re-release uh, songs and they remix them. And, yeah, and just, they do. It's not the same. You know, like you want, I want to hear it the way that it was intended to right. be heard. Exactly. And that's why CDs and, and records are so important. Yep. You know? Yep. This album, man, is, is is definitely a classic with supreme songwriting and production from all hands that touched this album. And, you know, Tevin was nominated for a few Grammys for this album. And I do believe he should have won for the best male vocal R&B performance. Uh, he wound up losing to Ray Charles. Ray Charles had done um, a song for you. You know the one that... uh. Um, Donnie Hathaway, Hathaway. Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been so many places in my life and time. I've sung a lot of songs. I've 
me some bad ones. I've acted out my life in stages with 10,000 people watching. But we're alone now, and I'm singing the song too. And in my opinion, nobody sings that song better nah, than Donnie Hathaway. Nah, I, now listen, right. I've heard like different versions of yes. it, and, and from different genres too. Like there's there, you know, what I mean, I've heard this song, right? And it's just like the amount of emotion behind yes. that. Yes, is it's there's no there's no yeah. touching that record. It's not yeah yeah you know. So I I I I, I listened to Ray's version and I was like. Ray is a is an absolute legend, but I was like, nah. I felt like Can We Talk should have got the Grammy. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like it deserved to get the Grammy because that was a great song. And uh, on that note, we gonna we gonna get into Can We Talk. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying so. Talk to me about the first song on the album. Can we talk? Can we talk, man? It's a classic. I can. I think that like this is a great way to start an album off. Um, it's it's one of the ma- major singles of the album, and it's just a classic. It's a classic record. Absolutely. You know, so Can We Talk, right? Written and produced by Babyface and Daryl Simmons. Uh, Great producers, great production duo. And I just want to say that Babyface's music is such a treasure because, and I've said this before on, on, on the Babyface episode, right? His ability to display his emotions on a record and to be that open and vulnerable is such a rarity, right? Right. A lot of these songs that he wrote was based on his experiences and having crushes on girls as a kid, as a little kid, and being able to channel that same emotion into a song as an adult. And that's just absolutely amazing to me. To be able to remember how you felt at seven years old or eight years old crushing on somebody and to be able to hold on to that emotion to say, okay, I'm going to write a song about how I felt and be able to capture... Right. All of that. That's incredible, man. Like yeah. that's something that 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 we should not be taking for granted. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I started to write you letters, but I wanted to be more clever. I wanted to get down and sweet talk His music, you know, besides the lyrics, always uh, is incredible. So the the songwriting, the lyrics, is just a powerful combination, right? You're never going to get 
another baby face in his life. So we better appreciate all the music that he has already given us and continues and to continues, give us. absolutely. Yeah. Now, I think Can We Talk is so relatable because it's something that everyone has been through during their adolescent years and sometimes even as an adult, right? Like wanting to talk to someone or being shy or afraid and imagining what that conversation would be like if you ever get the chance. Right. And that's what makes songs like this so great and timeless, right? The the line that's powerful to me, right, is when he says, but just like a baby, I could not talk and I tried to come closer, but could not walk. Mm. The detail yeah. in that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The detail. You like, yo, that's powerful to be able to, again, display that type of emotion being that descriptive. Right. Yeah. Then, you know, I don't know if you remember, but like a little while back, I think it was a couple of years ago, like this thing was trending on social media all crazy. Like everybody was singing. Can we talk? Right. right you remember right. that? Yeah, I do. Now, I wasn't surprised by that because this song was a hit back then when it came out. It was always on the radio. It's Babyface and Daryl Simmons and, you know, and Tevin singing it to perfection, right? Mm. So it's, it wasn't surprising to me that the song, you know, was kind of blowing up on social media because I felt like that's what it's supposed to do. It's a great song, right? right. For this album, I think it was Quincy Jones that asked Babyface to work with Tevin. And I also think Tevin's mother has something to do with uh, wanting Babyface because, um, you know, Babyface at the time was on fire. He had, you know, just did that end of the road and all that. So right. he was always uh, making hits, you know, since the 80s. But that end of the road was a that was a big one. Now, the next record I want to talk about is Don't Say Goodbye, Girl. Talk to me about this. That is, this is another joint, yo, that I like. I think is a really dope song, man. Like, first of all. When I, I'm telling you, when you get to the chorus of this song, and he like starts like singing that like that part, Bruh. oh my god! You are, you know exactly you know, what you I'm know I was going to talk about that, yeah. right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. This, I know what you're talking about. That don't ever yeah. think, yeah. Yeah. man. Yeah. He kills that joke. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, go ahead. It's fairly consistent, you know, like on this album, man. Like. This is a, and then like, so, okay, so you, you go with, can we talk for the first record, right? And then you come in with this one. It's like, oh, now you got him. Cause right. you already got him with the, can we talk? Right. Then when you exactly. come back with this one, exactly. it's like, this is right up, you know, Tevin Campbell's alley anyway. So right. Right. this is, it's just an excellent song and it's definitely one you got to hear. Ready to go 
Yeah, so this record was uh, written and produced by uh, narrator Michael Walden. And mm. Burt Baccarat did some writing on this, too, really? as well. Yeah, that's pretty crazy, right? Yeah, it like, is crazy. Um, but, you know, narrator Michael Walden did a lot of uh, those big Whitney Houston records. Like, uh, How Will I Know? What's that one? All the Man I Need he did. He oh, did yeah. uh, I Get So Emotional, Where Do Broken Hearts Go. Oh, okay. A lot of those big Whitney Houston records, you know, um, he did. Mm-hmm. And um, to me, Narrative Michael Walden really brought it with this record, man. I think this is one of the most underrated records ever. Like, yeah. yeah. This record is powerful, man. Like the the vocal performance along with the production on this song, man, it's incredible. Like Tevin Campbell sang this song, yes, man. He did. And the range that he showed was incredible from the lows to the highs. Don't say goodbye, girls, a straight hit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know everybody when this out with it kind of this album. You know, everybody talks about Can We Talk and uh, another record we're going to talk about later, which is um, uh, what's that? Well, Always In My Heart, right? Oh, Those are heart. the ones that, you know, people kind of talk about a lot. But Don't Say Goodbye, Girl, mm-hmm. that's 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 a yeah, smash right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, man. That would have been that would have been my strong third. Mm, yeah, yeah that's my strong Listen, third. Listen, we ain't even going to get it. You, you we ain't no, even going to get no, it no, no, all no, that. Not, not that. I'm talking about like like if we was releasing singles. Okay, okay. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. All right, so the next record I want to talk about is The Halls of Desire. Talk to me about that joint. The Halls of Desire, yo, it's funny because like when you go back and you listen to music from like the 90s, right, you really start to see like what was popular at the time, like production wise. Right. And so like I'm listening to this record and I'm like, this shit is kind of catchy. Like it's, it's, it's <laughs> you know, right. like like I, I like the I like it. I like the hook. I, I like the songwriting. You know what I was wondering about like music that was made like this? Like you can't be angry listening to this, to a song like this. Like, you right, know what I mean? Like right, the, the, right. that like almost pop level r&b yeah, type thing yeah you know but this is a this is a dope record and it didn't really it didn't really feel like it didn't belong you know how like sometimes you'll hear uh, something that may be upbeat right, but but right. maybe just doesn't fit the format right. this this actually you know is still kind of in the realm of you know what was going on at the time right. versus his um you know his real ballad r&b prowess right come and take a walk take a walk down the halls of I 
definitely agree with that. Now, now, do you know that this song was written and produced by Prince? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Now, know I'm going to tell you, right? So back in the day, I didn't know that Prince did this either. Like, I, I did know, like, as an adult, right? But as a kid, I didn't know because if you look in the CD credits, it says written and produced by Paisley Park. Oh. You know what I'm saying? And... You know how it is. It's like when you grown, you like, oh, I know who lives at Paisley Park. Prince lives at Paisley Park, right? right? It's like right. saying who lives in Neverland, Peter right. Pan and Michael Jackson. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you know that already. You know what I mean? So, uh, but you know, Prince always did that. Like he had these crazy names. He didn't want to say just produced by Prince. It would always be Joey Coco, Jamie Star. He always had these crazy names he would use right. or whatever, right? But. The Halls of Desire, to me, is a very creative song, right? I love the songwriting. I think it has a beautiful melody to it. It does. Um, but the song is funny to me because it's Prince, right? The first two doors, super innocent, right? By the time you get the doors number three and four, Prince go in a straight freak-off mood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like, it's like, you know it's Prince, so it's kind of funny to you. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. So, you know, uh... Is, and you could tell, right, like that Tevin was doing what was on the demos because in certain parts of the songs where he would try to talk like Prince and you know, like, that's how Prince talks on the record. Right. That's so that's funny. another thing where it's like, that's pretty funny because it's like, Prince do your record. He already did the demo. Now you kind of trying to duplicate what he did. So, right. But um, so Tevin, I remember him saying that um, Prince used to ride around in a limo banging tracks eating Mr. Good Bars, right? So I'm like, yo, can you imagine being in a limo with Prince, right? Mm-hmm. And he crunching on Mr. Goodbar's like, do you want to hear my new song? That's the it's one, called, yeah. It's called, it's called Get Off, right? <laughs> and all you hear is this. Yo, tell me that wouldn't be crazy, yo. Bro, I'll be like, like yeah. <laughs> I'm like, now, Prince, now, what do you want me to say? To, like, how do you want me to respond to this? You know what I'm saying? Because Yo, Prince just, got some wild records. He do, yo, he really does, yo. For real. He throw get off on in the limo. That joint be banging. Eating, you know eating, what chocolate, <laughs> eating chocolate with peanuts in it. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so the next record I want to talk about is one of my favorites. It's called I'm Ready. Talk mm. to me about that joint. It, man, this this song is incredible. I could just I just remember like the t- the time that I that I heard this record. And and just how it made me feel when he was singing. Like when you get to that after the chorus, when you get to like the end where you're about to come back into the, the that second verse. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of going off on that uh, like vocal right, right. move. And I'm like, yep. oh, man, this song is crazy. It has everything that you would want musically in it. You know what I mean? Right. Like you, the, the, the production, the, the singing, the, vocal, the vocalization, all, everything that you would want is in this song. And it, it makes you feel good. It makes you right. feel that love that, you know, it's almost like who, you know, you're going to tell me, you know, about all the writing and things like that. You you feel that like like the person yes. that wrote that 
yes felt that for sure because it, yes. it translated over the track and that and that's like that, that's like another thing too you really don't realize like the best songwriters can get the artist to sing it exactly yep. the way they intended it and yep. and make the the audience feel a way about that if you've done that you have done your job as a producer in yep. my opinion By Babyface and Daryl Simmons, man. And this was my joint back in the day, right? Because as a kid, I used to watch the video on Video Soul all the time. And, you know, it was like on a farm and it was snowing. Like, I, I clearly remember them playing this video a lot on Video Soul. And, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't realize why I liked all of these songs, right? But once I got older and I started really getting into credits, I realized that Babyface had done so many of the songs that I loved growing up you know what i mean like you said man another beautifully written song the part where it breaks down at the end oh my goodness and and it drops out and you hear that little synth bass going Mm -hmm. oh man i'm like they killed that right there man and it's like you know how many people have been in relationships and you know they love a person so much and you know they've been through the the ups the downs and just wanting that person to finally be ready to settle down and say i'm ready to be with you forever you know what i mean it's again another relatable song man babyface is, is is great at that yo you ever heard the remix um have i heard the remix no i've not i've the not heard dallas that. austin did no oh, i haven't bro, you know what's j- crazy is when that man gets his hands on on a song and does a remix <laughs> It's it's Bruh. out of this world. You already know it's hot. You ain't even got to tell Dallas me. Austin I'm Ready remix is crazy. I already know. So it has the sound that he was using like for TLC during the Crazy Sexy Cool era, mm-hmm. which was a perfect match for the vocal that they had already did, right? So it's just like... You know, because Dallas had different sounds. He had the the sound that he was using, like, for the first Boys the Men album and ABC and all of that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Which is more like a New Jack style. And then this was, the like, another sound. So I'm going to play this joint for you. But, yo, the remix is, is, is dope. So hold on. I'm going to throw that joint on. Sometimes when I'm alone, I feel sad. 
Tell me that joint ain't crazy. Yeah, it's, it's fire, man. Like, I, I mean, I knew that. <laughs> I knew that already. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not a surprise. Bruh. Now, that's how you're supposed to do a remix. You know what I'm saying? That's like, if you're going to do a remix, that's right. right. Yeah. Exactly. That's how it's supposed to be done. I said, now that, yo, that that's the thing, man. It was like, yo, the 90s, man, like the remixes used to be ill. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because you because you had to differentiate what was being played on the radio versus what right. you wanted the, the listener to hear the second yeah, time around. From the album, that's right. That's what I'm saying. So it's like like when people say remix, I feel like it's a different, it's a different description now than it was back right. then. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, I heard Babyface say one time that. I'm ready was like a really old song. I think he wrote the song in like the early eighties or something like that. Yo, that's crazy. Yeah. That's kind of wild. Right. Like, yo, he took an old song and, and, you know, made it modern for the the time of the night. But that, you know that I mean? goes to show you that like real music is timeless. It doesn't that's matter right. when you, you could write something in the, in the seventies. And if it, if it fits, that's right. And you, and you wrote your ass off, then yeah, yep. it could, it could very well do well. So, yeah. Yeah, man. So next record I want to talk about is What Do I Say? So talk to me about that one. Yeah, this record is the tr- the truth, yo. I just love the way that he sings. On it. You know, like this is where like I feel like Tevin shines anyway, kind of these slower records. But yo, like I, I'm telling you, like my favorite part of this uh, song is like right before that, the chord, the first chorus comes in where it's like, I want you, I need you, I never want to let you go. Mm-hmm. And then he goes into the uh into the chorus, and I'm like, yeah. yo, it, like, but he's he's singing his ass off, though. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, <laughs> yo, it's right, it's just right. you know because to me it's like when he sings it, it's like you can you can almost when he goes there like with with his, with his range, yeah. you can feel it, like you can feel oh, that's real, yeah. So that's why like it's it's just so impactful when he does these songs because like you can feel it. I think that's right. why he did so well. So this is another one, right? Written and produced by Narrative Michael Walden. And um, I think Johnny Gill did some writing on this one as well, mm. right? And it's 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 crazy that you're saying that because me and you is on the same page, right? It's a song 
where I think Tevin's vocal is what takes it over the top rather than just the, the music and the lyrics. Right. I enjoy this song because of the way he sings it. Exactly. And and that's what is special about what do I say. Like, sometimes you can have a record that if he gave that record to somebody else, it might not even, you might not even play it. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, I'm going to pass on that. But he sings that song so well that you like, what do I say? You It makes you want to sing it along with him. You know what I mean? I think that it's a it's a, a really nice record. It, it reminds me of a continuation of Tell Me What You Want Me To Do. Right. You know, right. it kind of has that same vibe to it. It's yeah. the same producer, right? But, right. It, you know, it has that vibe to it. But, yeah, I love What Do I Say. It's definitely one that I play every time I listen to the album, you know. Right. All right, so we're going to go ahead and get into that song of the week, right? Mm. So this week's song of the week is by High Five and a group called Nothing Nice. And it's a record called What Can I Say to You to Justify My Love, right? Uh-huh. Now, this record was produced by Timmy Allen and Larry Rock Campbell. Timmy Allen produced uh, We've Only Just Begun for Glenn Jones. We've only just begun. The romance is not over. Got a lot, a lot of love to give. We've only just begun. The romance is not over. I've got so much love to Okay. Larry Rock Campbell produced uh Who Do You Love for Deborah Cox? So I'm going to tell you how I found out about nothing nice, right? Go ahead. You know what? Because we both got like a, a story behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going <laughs> to tell you how I found out about nothing nice, right? Because I don't remember them back in the day, right, right? Right, So they had a song called Froggy Style that was in the High School High movie, right? right? Yes. And it's the scene that always be having us rolling where my Kyle Pfeiffer was dancing with Melinda Williams. Yeah. And he was like, yo, you want to bust one? <laughs> right? <laughs> so they, yo, they went out to the dance floor and started freaking off. Yo, Ricky Harris was like, yeah. <laughs> he was getting it in. Right? Yeah. So... I'm like, yo, who is singing this song? Because that scene used to always have us rolling, right? So so one day after watching it, Mad Times, I, I looked at the end of the movie credits, right? And I saw their name. And then I was like, yo, this song is kind of kind of banging, right? Right, right. So then I looked up, looked up, looked them up and found their album. And then I wound up find, you know, listening to it. And mm-hmm. this was a, a song that really stood out to me. The, what can I say to you? And I was like, yo, this joint is hot. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, then I found out that they had a video for it and everything. And I'm like, yo, I do not remember this back in the day, but it's a hot record that really should have been on the radio and got more right. played than it did. And the girl 
that's singing lead on this. Um, her name is Ebony Foster, and she can sing for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you got the great Tony Thompson on lead from High Five. And mm-hmm. I just want to say, right, like, Tony Thompson is definitely, like, the voice of my childhood from, you know, the kissing game to she's playing hard to get. Yeah. I mean, High Five has so many jams that you know still hold a special place in my heart to this day and you know we definitely got to do that high five episode we're gonna do oh, that for right? sure for sure but the you know um ebony foster and tony thompson their voices matched so well together on this track and i feel like jive should have done more records with them together yeah you know what i mean but yeah. This right here is nothing but 90s butter. You remember yeah, dudes say butter in the 90s? Butter, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is butter, you know what I'm saying? This is butter, you know what I mean? You can't rush this, you know? <laughs> you don't hear nothing but riffing and harmonies blending yeah. and, and modulating in the words of E-40. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's all you hear on this joint. So right. it's a record that I love. If y'all ain't never heard uh, What Can I Say to You to Justify My Love by High Five and Nothing Nice, y'all definitely got to check that joint out. What you think about that joint? Listen, man, I, I was uh I was on the same boat. You know what I mean? I remember hearing the uh the song, the Froggy Style song or whatever. And then I um <laughs> I actually so this is the thing. I was like, this joint is banging. So that they right. obviously can sing, right? Right, right. So I was like, all right, well, let me check the album out. So I, I actually right. went and listened to the album. It right. really had some stuff on it. Like, yeah, it's yeah. From, it was like from Cali, right? I think the one girl's from the Bay. Yeah, I, they might all be, but I know the one girl is from the Bay. Yeah. So I'm listening to this album, and I'm like, yo, this joint is kind of all right. Like, right, some of the right. slower songs is cool. Yeah. You know, they, they, they got kind of got that edge with being freaky, because that was like the thing at the time. Right, exactly. When you I, know, when, Dina Howard was popping ex- at the time. Exactly, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. When, I, when I heard this song, when it came into the list, I, I called you. I was like, yo, have you ever heard this song? And you was like, and I and I told you who was on it and whatever. He's like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yo, yeah, I never yeah, heard this song yeah, before. Yeah, and yeah, that this joint was banging. But this song, man, is like the chorus is crazy. I love this, yo. I love, like you said, the blending of them two together yeah. and all of that, yo. Like perfect. Yeah, if, man. You know, you gotta hear this this record. This is one of them like like uncut gems. Like you gotta kind of go back and and check this one out. Right, right, definitely, man. Check that record out this week. What can I say to you to justify my love? High five and nothing nice. It's a classic that definitely should have, you know, got more airplay and video play than it did, but it's right. the joint. So we're going to get back into this album, right? So 
The next song I want to talk about is Uncle Sam. Now, Uncle <laughs> Sam was written and produced by Prince as well, right? I figured. I figured. I'm starting to get the... Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. So this is a record. I thought it was a great song, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that Prince should have kept this one for his album. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why. Because I don't think it fit the theme of the I'm Ready album. Right. Even though this record has a great groove... It's actually a really heavy record with what Prince, you know, was, you know, he wrote about if you yeah, listen to the lyrics, record. right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, it's definitely a record that's needed because what he was saying is important. You know, True. it's talking about all that we have endured here in America as black people and we still aren't being treated equally, right? Yep. It's definitely a funky record, right? Mm-hmm. And Tevin sounded great on it, especially on the hook. The hook is 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 great, right? With the two of them on the hook. Right. But if I worked at Warner Brothers, I would say, hey, Prince, we're going to keep Tevin on the hook. Uh, we're going to use this and place it on your next album. I think if Prince would have been doing the leads, have him and Tevin on the hook, I think that would have been a better fit for Prince than to be on this album because it kind of doesn't fit. This is just my opinion. Some people might have, you know, loved it and thought it, it fit. But, you know, with the other, the what if you listen to the stuff that Narrative Michael Walden did and Babyface did, you know, and even, you know, I love Hall Des- Halls of Desire and all that. I think um, that this one was the one that didn't fit for me. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah, no, that makes sense. I'm your nephew, yes, it's true. Oh, can't you hear me? I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, right. I think that the Hold on, before you before okay, you get into that, I think yeah. at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know which records were cut first, so right. they could have done these records before the Babyface and Narrative Michael Walden records, right? That's like, true. cause you you got to remember, Prince did Round and Round for Tevin Campbell in 1990. Right, so it could have been, you know, uh, okay, Tevin's going in to do his second album. Prince, mm-hmm. we want you to work with him. Prince cuts four records, right? So not knowing what they're going to bring to the table, 
You right. know, so it could have been like that. Maybe it wasn't, but mm-hmm. I think Uncle Sam is a great song. But I would have liked to 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 see Prince do this one. Yeah, I mean, I I I feel the same way. Like I feel like um, it was it was definitely one of them joints where it's like, hmm, like you listening to the flow of the record, and it's kind of like, well, I can I understand it, you mm-hmm. know, like I and all of that. But it's like like you were saying, like I feel like Tevin kind of has a like a, like a type of song that he really yes, shines on exactly. That doesn't diminish the actual, you know, the right, actual lyrics, exactly, but it just kind of exactly. is what it is. All right. So the next song I want to talk about is Always In My Heart. Talk to me about that joint. It's a, it's a classic, man. It's a classic. Let me ask you a question. So, like, mm-hmm. this sounds like Babyface. Is this Babyface? Absolutely. Okay. You I was just, yeah. Know. All right. So, you even got a question. Yeah. I was just you making know what sure. I'm but, but, I mean, um, I think that I can definitely hear that like that baby face feel mm-hmm. and and tevin really like he really puts puts it down uh vocally as usual you know mm-hmm. that's that's kind of been consistent with this album it's a, it's a classic record man like i i just it, it, there's not much to say about someone that that really om- almost does everything right when they right are in the studio recording these these records right. <laughs> it's just an excellent song where do they get Another beautiful record by Babyface and Daryl Simmons. You know, this song always kind of uh, reminded me of um, Red Light Special by TLC. Yeah. It's kind of got a similar sound to it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I just felt like, man, Babyface came with it on this album. When you say, hey, hey, Face, I need you to do three records, and all of them is smashes. It's like, that's, the, that's what you're supposed to do as a producer. Right. You know what I'm saying? Every record he did, he came with it, man. And um, this is one that, that you know, I've always loved, man. And I'm going to tell you, the second verse, mm. the second verse is powerful. You know the line I love when he says, um, they're only in it to confuse you so they can turn around and use you? Mm. Man. Mm. 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 Yeah. Man, this song right here is classic. Watch man. the company this- you keep. That's that's what they yeah. say. Yeah. This is one of them ones, like you said, man, I don't even have a lot to say about it because it's just a great song. And some, exactly. sometimes it be like that. Like, 
always in my heart is a masterpiece. So, you know, definitely, definitely check that out if you ain't never heard that. Right. You know. All right. So the next record we're gonna talk about is yeah break it down yeah i don't want nobody else to hear this sound no. right, yeah he was talking to me yo, about that joint. he was talking filthy on this song yeah right? <laughs> <laughs> which i like because it's like a lot of the other songs are are you know just traditional love song but this one's kind of like he kind of went in his bag with this one was like I'm, right. I'm gonna switch it up a little bit and i really like that for him you know what i mean at the time it's it's just a it's a slow again. He always shines on the slow records, and this is just one of them joints. When I hear it, it's like yo, he's really he's talking crazy. Candlelight, no, I don't think so. The crackle of the flame will just spoil the flow. Besides. Be your fire, baby. Dripping all over like the fall of a wax. Relax and let go. Ooh, break it down. I don't want nobody else to hear the sound. Something special on your minds. Is that true? Yeah. I'm here to do work, baby. And I want to do it with you. Yo, this is a straight classic right here, right? Now, this is another one written and produced by Prince, right? Mm -hmm. Now, Prince did his thing with this one, man. Like, you know, when Prince did ballads, I felt like it was no, it was, it was like no other. Right. You know, I, I really love the ballads that Prince did from uh, Adore, Scandalous, um, what's my other John, um, Insatiable. I don't know if you know all these songs, but these are some bad Prince ballads. Mm -hmm. Like when Prince does a ballad, which is not all the time, you know, he yeah. kind of rarely does ballads, right? But when he does it, man, he kills them. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was a kid, like I, I didn't know that Prince did the song because again, like I talked about earlier with the whole Paisley Park thing, right? Yeah. So this was one of them songs, right, that felt like he was too young to be singing at the time, right? Like absolutely. When, like it just even <laughs> even when we was younger, it felt like that. Like, I don't yeah. think he's supposed to be singing this, now right? He talk, then, yeah, he's, he's talking spicy. I'm just saying. Right. Yeah. And then I don't know if you remember, but they started playing it on the radio at that time. Nah, that I don't remember. Yes, they used yeah. to play this joint on the radio. And I was like, I don't think this is supposed to be on the radio. You know what I'm saying? Like. It was. It just didn't feel like they should be playing this during the day on the radio. You know what I mean? But like I said, man, Prince did his thing with this record. And it's a record that I appreciate more now than I did back in the day because, you know, outside of the content, but the production, the writing, 
and the and Tevin's performance, mm-hmm. you know, I really feel like it's some of Prince's best work. And and when people talk about Prince's best work, this song will probably never come up. Right. And I feel like it should be. It should be in the conversation because this is a really great song. You know what I mean? And for him to get the performance that he got out of Tevin being as though I, and I heard Tevin say this, like, he's like, I don't, I didn't even know what I was singing. So obviously he didn't have the experiences that he was singing about. You know what I right. mean? But it sounded like he did. You dig what I'm saying? Again, that's so, what a good producer does. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. They, can, they can, they can put that, that yeah. in you to make you be able to perform that. Like, right. Right. So. And, and, the, and the mix on this record is pristine. Like I love the mix, you know, it sounds great. Um, this is one of them joints that, you know, everybody know all the lyrics to. You can sing this joint from top to bottom. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I can be a fire, baby. <laughs> yo, this is the, yeah. yo, as soon as the joint come on, you can sing this joint from top to bottom, bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a classic right there. All right, so we're going to get into Brown Eyed Girl. Talk to me about that one. Yo, I like this. I like this record a lot. Like, I, I, I really specifically like the production. Right? It's, it's, just, it's again, it's a slower song, but those, I don't, those keys, I guess they are that like mm-hmm. kind of drive the song. Mm-hmm. Yo, I love that. Like, because it's yeah. like you kind of get lost in, in the sound of that. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, yeah, I, I love this song. Um, of course, you know he, he's he's killing it with the vocals. Uh, as usual and he's kind of rap we kind of wrapping up the album now yeah and this is actually a really good one to kind of start to close the album this is another one man written and produced by narrative michael walden um killing I think tevin i think tevin did some writing on this one as well man nice ballad beautiful mm-hmm. record it's another record that displays his incredible vocal ability right like if you pay attention to brown eyed girl you're like, man, I mean, like from the, the you know, the soft stuff to to going up top. I mean, he has it, man. Right. You know what I mean? And this record right here is my favorite vocal mix on the album. Like, mm-hmm. if you listen to Brown Eyed Girl, you just focus in on those vocals. I mean, his vocals sound amazing. You right. know what I mean? Absolutely amazing. So it's like, you know, if you haven't done that before and you, li- and you like Brown Eyed Girl, Focus on those vocals and just and just and, and zone out, man. Because whoever mixed this record, they did an excellent job of 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 putting his vocals in a place that would just make you fall into the record every time you hear it. All right, so the last joint we're gonna get into is the outro for the album. It's called Infant Child. It's it's another one written and produced by narrator Michael Walden. I think it's such a beautiful outro to the album. It's another great vocal performance. He always got the best performances true. out of Tevin, man. And um 
you know, I love the outro because he's saying, no matter what I become, I will always remain my Lord Supreme. I think he said my Lord Supreme Infinite Child, right? Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of a Bible verse where it says, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven, right? You got to think like when you're a child, you don't have no money of your own unless somebody gives it to you, right? right? You're dependent on your parents for survival. Right. So, you know, to me, it was like by him saying that it was like, no matter how big I get in the world as a singer, I'm still relying on God always like an infant child. And that's, that's ill, you know? When yeah. You, yeah. When you break it down like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love that, you know, as the outro for the album, you know, it was like, it was like his dedication. So, right. and it's, and it sounds beautiful. No matter what I become, I will always remain my Lord Supreme's infant So, um, yeah, you know what time it is. Yep. We got to get into that top three. And I'm kind of excited about this top three because I don't know which angle you're going to come from. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be knowing, like, all right, I know yeah. he's going to go. I don't know what you about to pick. Yeah, I like from, that. From I, three I, to one. I like yeah. that. I like that, I too. really have no idea where you about to go. So, yeah. I'm going to go first. Okay. All right. Because cool. I, I, I want to see how yours play out. Okay. Right? My number three. I got to go with that Don't Say Goodbye Girl. Okay. Narrative Michael Walden, man, he brought it on this record with the production, the writing, got Tevin to, to, to do an incredible vocal performance. I like Again, like I said before, underrated record, straight up underrated record in R&B. Don't Say Goodbye Girl, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Number two, Always In My Heart. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing like it, man. Like always in my heart. It's just, it's, it's, it's just no words for it. It's just special, right? Number one, gotta go with that. I'm ready, bruh. Gotta yeah. go that. I'm ready. Take me back, bruh. You know what I'm saying? Video soul. I remember this clearly. Yeah, I remember when this joint first came out. When the video came out, and I was like, I just was like loving the record. Had no idea it was baby. None of that. You don't be knowing none of that stuff when you're a kid. You just know what good songs are, right? Yeah. Man, I'm ready is the one. So I'm gonna let you go ahead and and and, and you know what's your top three. Listen, I like I 
believe it or not, we got the same list. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, I wouldn't have expected that. So the, my number two, though, was in between Always in My Heart and Can We Talk. And then when I thought right, about it a little more, I was right. like, I yeah. like oh, I, Always in My Heart a little bit more. Yeah. And that was yeah. how I kind of got that. I'm Ready is just a no-brainer. I love that song. Right. And, then, and then, then now you know about the remix? Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, th- yeah. This, yeah, man. Uh this is a this is an excellent display of um of vocals, writing, producing, everything. If you want all yeah. of this in one, you listen to this I'm ready album. Yeah, definitely. Definitely straight classic, man. I know a lot of people, you know, had that album at the time. And I'm like, anybody who's listened to the show, if you haven't heard this album, you're definitely gonna want to listen to this album this week. And um, also, if anybody is, you know, is follows us on Instagram or YouTube, when we do, you know, some posts about this record, if you got any stories that, you know, are great memories about this album, share it. You know, we love, you know, hearing, you know, people's experiences with music because music will put you, you could be 45 years old and the song will put you right back to you were seven. That's a, that's a fact. You that's know what fact. I mean? So that's the beauty of music. You'll, you'll smell food that. You know, or or what your old house used to smell like because of a song. You know what I yep. mean? So music is beautiful in that way. But, um, you know, before we get out of here, we got to get into that love note. Remember, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Make an allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Humility, gentleness, and patience are reflected in an understanding love for others that is continuous and unconditional. And on that note, we're going to get ready to get on out of here. Uh, like I always say, I appreciate y'all for listening. I thank my brother for coming on, yeah. you know, and uh, doing this episode with me. And we're going to catch y'all on the next one. We out of here. All right.